Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. It is a day after yesterday. Because when you listen to this, it's a podcast. It's not the radio. I'm not dictating to you that you've got to listen in the car. Even though you haven't, you haven't done the pitch deck, the presentation for Monday. So it's holidays now. You know, it's December wherever you are in the world. Or in most parts of the world. If you're an alien listening to this. I don't know if aliens celebrate months. What do they do? Does time even matter to aliens? I'm not saying there are aliens, but I'm saying it's a massive planet. If we are the only life form here, wow, that is unlikely. Like, it's already unlikely that we are here at all. Me being born is unlikely. But then to think with the amount of universes that could possibly exist... The amount of galaxies that exist, we've got to think to ourselves, surely there is at least one more ecosystem like ours. And if not, well, shout out to the conspiracy theorists. They had something to do for 80 years before they died, somewhere in Texas or wherever aliens are believed to have landed before, which they haven't actually at all. From what we know, you know, if you're an alien listening to this, Right now on Earth, you got to consider everyone's feelings. Um, and, and it's not my natural setting. So to the aliens, if you've got feelings, and maybe aliens are 300,000 years older than us, and they've realized it's better to be nice to people or to beings at large. It's just a better way to live. And if they're just living in a, in a world where any form of not agreeing with them hurts their feelings... Uh, I'm sorry to to you, Mr. Alien, or, or Mrs. Alien. Do aliens even have that sort of dichotomy, man, woman? Does that matter? Does that matter in the airwaves, up top, or down bottom, where we think is hell? Maybe that's where aliens live. And every now and then, maybe they're just doing reconstruction in these volcanoes. We don't know that. I mean, we do. We've drilled to the core of the earth. We, we, we've drilled to the core of the earth. Uh, dinosaurs are real. Aliens we haven't found yet. So, anyway. MKT Show. Sports Show. What, do, what am I talking about today? I'll try and have a short show. Half an hour. You know what I mean? It's December. Have a couple of shows. I will um, tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. We'll have a mailbag question and then I'll get out of here. Get out of here. Went to watch the cricket today. To watch the cricket. Pink test. Bit of a day in South Africa. Um, wow. Yowzers. So I'll talk a bit about that in a little bit. Um, you know what I've realized lately that I'm valuing is quality company here. 
like I, I think 2023, not I think, it's been the best year of my life, 100%, especially once I, I left a previous job I had. I've just now flourished. The, the last six months have been hysterical professionally and what I think is personally. Um, but, but I've also added to that with just high-level company and just good vibes, like nothing. We don't need to do anything expensive. It's not my thing anyway. If you've listened to the podcast for years, you know, I don't think I'm an austere person, but I I don't get a kick out of stuff anymore, you know. Had a Rolex back in the day. I've had a Breitling. It's not really my thing. Had a range. Not really my thing. So that stuff doesn't add to my life. But been around some great people over the last three, four months. I was in Paris for a while. No, France. Probably hasn't come up on the podcast, but... I was in Paris and France, which was good. Around family there, met some incredible people. But it does add a lot to your life if you can have quality company, I think. Because it takes quite hard work to eventually carve out your space. It's like, okay, these are the kinds of people I'm going to allow into my space. And if other people try and intrude here and they, and they ain't got the right energy, energy, as they say in Texas, they got to go. I'm in a good groove right now. It feels pretty good. Let's hope it lasts for the rest of my life. You, you never know. Life's up and down. So, that's all I share that. I'm not sure if it's valuable to anyone, but uh, just high level people, good character, good intentions, high intellect. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean they've studied aerospace engineering. You know, high character people. Have, and let's have a laugh. I, I'm big on having a laugh. Let's have a giggle. You know what I mean? And people to hold you accountable. You know? Th- that's my biggest concern in life. Is if my friends stop getting upset with me. Because generally, we don't get upset at people if we don't have expectations for them. You know? It's just like, oh, okay. Speaking of which, I went to go watch the Proteus today. Um, they lost... By eight wickets, with 200 balls remaining in an ODI, which is known as the pink one day. Pink ODI. It's a bit of a thing in South Africa, where the, the South African national team plays cricket. And then they play against whoever's touring. And it's India this time. India's B team, essentially, has beaten South Africa by eight wickets, with 200 balls to spare. It's basically, there was a whole T20 match left. Basically, if you round up, and the Proteas lost by eight wickets to India, it's it's awful. And I was talking, I was with um, a highly respected journalist and some people, you know, obviously sat in a box. I mean, what are we talking about? I'm not a bum, you know, I'm not, I'm emerging middle class. Got to fail forward. Made some mistakes in the past. But, but I'm emerging middle class. Got to sit in a box. I can't sit in the sun. But in all of this was, I heard a lot of apathy amongst hardcore cricket fans. And it got me thinking, uh, we eventually, because the cricket ended so early, started at 10 a.m., but we were out of there by 2 p.m. And I thought to myself, do the Proteas care? And I'm a hardcore cricket fan. If I'm thinking that, I can only 
wonder what most people who are there who are not hardcore cricket fans are thinking. Because I'm into it. Like, I'm into cricket. It shapes my life, watching it, consuming it, talking about it. And if I'm feeling that way, I wonder what the common cricket fan who isn't as obsessed with cricket as I am is feeling, which is most of the market in anything you do. Most people don't know how to play the piano, but we all consume music. You know? A big part of every consumer base, in no matter what industry you're in, is the layman consumer or the casual. So if I'm feeling like the proteas don't care, and I'm seeing that in their performance, I wonder what most people are thinking. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, that's so dangerous. Because once people don't get upset, because I was talking to my friend's girlfriend, and she said she's just numb. Like, And, and she's a cricket fan and a writer, by the way. Um, she works at a, at a newspaper. She writes and edits, actually. She's, she's a bit of a bigwig in the editing space. So she's an editor, sort of... Um, in a really big media group and she's a massive sports fan and she said you know i really love the proteas especially after they let us down in the world cup but i still showed up i love the pink day you know she was expressing it organically she said i love the pink day i want to go to the pink day it's a big thing for us as south africans and i came back even after you hurt me in the world cup but today her response was i'm just numb like there's no anger there's no disappointment it's just like numb like and i thought oh wow here's another she's a hardcore cricket fan who just loves south africa loves supporting the team loves the country and her first words were i'm just numb and i thought that's very concerning but that's only concerning to me do the proteus care because let me tell you something i watched it live that performance is a bunch of people who have no interest in being there against India's beating. They have no interest in digging in and fighting. It's almost like they had somewhere better to be. Now, if you don't know, Cricket South Africa is in huge, huge turmoil internally. There's a lot going on there. I don't know whether that's affecting the players' performance. And listen, sportsmen and women are more spoiled now than ever. So... We've got to be able to say what's going on beyond just the playing field. Because ideally, it's just like, bro, get on with it. You're millionaires. But people want to feel valued. People want to feel like what they're doing is recognized by their bosses. People want to feel like people in corporate are pulling for them. And, you know, the protests get upset, by the way, if you report negatively on them. You remember recently, I think it was Ryan Frieda. I don't really know the dude. I don't I don't read Sports Illustrated. That stuff's terrible. But I think his name's Ryan Frieda and he's a writer and he criticized the Proteus in the World Cup and they wrote a response basically demanding him to retract his statement. It's like, what are you doing, bro? The media will get on your side because we're not stupid. The media and supporters will get on your side if we just see that you care at least as much as we do. You don't have to be Steve Wars Australia. That's all we're saying. When the when the box lose, people are are furious and upset. But you know what? After two hours, you go, yes, man. So like, ah, can't believe we lost. 
flipping, those tackles, and the defense on the line. And he missed the kick, but yes, the Oaks, they bled out there. Now, you may not actually say that, and you may remain upset, but, but you can feel it. You can see it. It's organized. It's high level. It feels professional. And when you are performing at a high level, you know, one of the things that is, that, that is the undercurrent is, wow, these people are putting in so much effort to be performing at this level because most of us know that most of us aren't elite. So when you see something elite, you see a Samsung phone, you see an iPhone, you're like, oh, that's serious. You see a Lamborghini, you know, you see a Ferrari, like, oh, that's special. And you don't need to understand how Ferrari is made to look at a Ferrari and go, wow. You know, to look at a Mazda and go, wow. You see certain cricket bats and you go, wow, that's artisan. That, that's incredibly well made. You use a, a high-level German or Japanese knife to cut a tomato. Sounds simple, but you go, oh my goodness. That's high level, right? And when people take themselves seriously, you want to take them seriously. Because we are all raised, particularly in the Western world, to be respectful. But it's very, very difficult for me to take you seriously if you don't take yourself seriously. And do the Proteus take themselves seriously? From what I saw today, they do not. That's what I saw. I don't know what's cracking. I don't know, yo. I just don't know. They lost by eight wickets with 200 balls to play. And then 106 runs in the T20, the previous one. They lost by... Did you know, to lose by 106 runs in a T20 match, you are doing incredibly and they made 91, by the way. They, they, they made 91 and lost by 106 runs. That's how badly they've bowled. You know, a couple of months ago, I said the thing that made me think the Proteas were going to win the Rugby World Cup was that the vibes were immaculate. The vibes in the Springboks for the last 18 months have just been immaculate. Forget about results for a second. We take it for, okay, it's granted now. Rassi's high level, Ninaba's high level, and then the boys are high level. There's no detail that's been spared within the Springbok setup. I've been sitting with people in the last two weeks that were inside the camp, and they just say, don't worry about details. Ninaba and Rassi don't sleep. Ninaba doesn't sleep. He sleeps three hours a night. At the World Cup, he slept Less than three hours a night. This is the type of high-level person you're dealing with. So don't worry about the details. What about the vibes? The vibes are immaculate. And there's nothing like being in a relationship with someone who tries as hard as you do. No one's perfect. But if you're sitting there and you and your partner are going through it, all right, let's just say. But, but we all are reasonable, especially if you're in love with somebody and you come from a place where you understand relationships have ebbs and flows, right? They oscillate. Is that one of the most, one of the greatest feelings in the world is when you can feel your partner trying. We don't need to be getting it right. And I can have an off day. She can have an off day. No worries. But like we're both in it and we're both giving it a proper world. There is no feeling like somebody trying with you. You may agree, disagree, but I just think that's that's the highest level, I think, of human feeling. 
And the proteas don't leave anyone with that. Trust me, I spoke to people today. People were already making plans as we were leaving. It's like, oh, where are we watching the Liverpool Man United game? It wasn't like, oh my goodness, the proteas. And if you know anybody in the proteas, you should tell them, people aren't even upset with you anymore. They're numb. Not only are you not getting results, that's one thing, but we can see and feel that you don't care. And if you don't care, why should we care? Quick story. When I was younger, I'm not sure if I've told the story before on the podcast. I had lost a football match and my father was driving me home and he said, how are you feeling about it? I said, mm, yeah, you know. And he pulled the car over, quite literally. This is not, I'm not exaggerating. He pulled the car over and said, listen, I'm busy. And my father's a busy, he, or back then he was a busy man. He was working. He had a family to raise. And he said, if you don't care, why should I care? I can get somebody else to drive you here. I don't need to be here. My father has never, ever, ever said to anybody he cares about winning and losing and making lots of money. He's never been that person. What he's always been about is you have to care. But one thing he never, ever, for my sister and I, he was not willing to care more than we do about anything. He, he did not care what you were doing as long as you would do. Well, I mean, my father wanted me to be kind of a chemical engineer. It was never going to happen. But, but in reality, when I was younger, particularly with football, was in that moment, I will never forget that moment in the car with my dad. And I really thought about it today was... When he was saying that, it's like, he's got other stuff to do. He, he, he cares about watching me play football, but he doesn't care more than I should. And he wasn't having that. And it changed my perspective, certainly on football forever. But as I've thought about things more and more is, you know, I really got raised in the home. Like, it's nobody's job to care about you more than you do about yourself. It's not my mother's job. It's not my father's job. In that case, it wasn't my father's job to care about me as a footballer and and being hurt by losing. It is not his job to feel and care more about that than he did or than I did. It, it would be crazy. And any reasonable adult, I think, should hold that position in life. That's why, personally, and I have people who DM me, by the way, who do not agree on this. I say nobody deserves to be loved. It is your job as you age, to make yourself lovable. I, I resent this position in the West that everybody deserves to be loved. I think it's absolute nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. It is your job to make yourself lovable. And the proteas, when they made Ryan Frieda apologize, and he didn't apologize, I don't think, feel like they deserve to be loved. Like, no, guys. People work hard for their money. People people work hard to not only have money, but to have the money to create time to go and watch the Proteus. So what are we getting? In this relationship, we care, do you? Doesn't feel that way. Love to hear your thoughts. At MKT Inspires. Your thoughts on the Proteus, if you're South African. Do you watch cricket? Do you Do you agree or disagree with me? Should everyone just be loved and just support the proteas and let's all clap our hands and carry on? My opinion, 
I'm apathetic about the Proteus. And I never thought I'd say that in my lifetime. I can live with losing. Can't live with not caring. Roy Keane. Let's move on. Um, Man United, Liverpool, board draw at Anfield. Uh, United played like seven at the back. Um, it, it wasn't a game that people people say. I mean, I was listening to the commentary and people saying Varane and Johnny Evans defended well, but they basically stayed between the goalposts and just headed everything and blocked everything. But they had two defensive midfields in front of them, and Scott McTominay basically played as a number as as a third number six. Hoyland barely touched the ball. But there was some something interesting happened. So it was nil-nil for those who didn't watch it. Board draw, really painful to watch. Man United playing like Sean Dyche's Burnley. But something interesting happened. Virgil van Dijk afterwards said, only one team came to play. And he said United would be buzzing with a point and Liverpool would be disappointed. And, and it was quite interesting because Roy Keane's response was he felt... Virgil van Dijk was being arrogant. Now, he didn't lie, Virgil van Dijk, but you can't talk like that if you've if you've won one title in 30 years, which is where I agreed with Roy Keane. You can't... A lot of the Liverpool fans and players now are walking around with the type of swag as though in the last 30 years they've got 17 titles. What we've got to keep in perspective and... You know, I, re- I, I nobody respects people who bling bling with their dad's money or dad's achievements or dad's car or mom's car. No, nobody respects basically brats who who swag it out with mom and dad's money. Nobody, you think people respect you. They don't. They're laughing behind your back. Trust me, fam. Virgil van Dijk and these guys are riding on the back of what is clearly an unbelievably iconic and massive institution that is Liverpool. But one title in 30 years means they need to relax. Liverpool fans need to relax. You're not those guys. Because BlackBerry and Nokia are fantastic companies. Nobody can take that away. Nobody can take that away. But you're not relevant right now. You're good. Like Liverpool are good. In the end, folks, we're playing professional football. This is not tiddlywinks. It's not Kuro. It's it's not where we all hug and everyone runs a race and everyone gets the same medal. This is professional sport. One title in 30 years and you're starting to talk like 90s and noughties Man United. Let's be very clear. Man Man United as an institution over the last 30 years is them boys. They them boys. You you know that? I know that. Over the last 20 years, Chelsea them boys. Over the last 10 years, Man City. They're the only people that can talk like that. Because like Ireland in the Rugby World Cup, if you're going to talk that talk, you've got to walk that walk. And Liverpool have not in Premier League terms. Dominating Man United isn't what it used to be, by the way. So for Virgil van Dijk to start talking like this, cool. But you're not Man City, bro. Pep Guardiola and those guys, Ruben Diaz, these are the guys that have won three in a row. They can talk like that. They're treble winners. Liverpool have never come close to what Man City have done. Not, not even come close to winning the treble. No, like, sorry. 
And anyway, close doesn't count. Oh, they played in every game possible two seasons ago. No one's interested, mate. What did they win? Zip. Deadly squat. Nothing. One title in 30 years. Maybe Virgil van Dijk should pump the brakes. And I hear it from Roy Keane. Because it's easy to feel yourself right now. Because the last five years, Liverpool are them boys. But it's one title in 30 years. Dude, slow down. You don't need to be, you don't need to be those guys. Because if you want to be those guys, right, you've got to win three or four titles in the next five years. Then you're those guys. Then you're saying stuff like that. They're happy with the point and will be disappointed. Really? Are Liverpool some dynasty now? This team that's won one title in 30 years will be disappointed. Man, or, yeah, Man United will be happy with the point, will be disappointed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Virgil. Don't be that guy. This is a, you're, not, you're not that guy. Virgil van Dijk, you're very, very good. You're not Nemanja Vidic. You're not Ruben Diaz. These are them boys. Three. When you win three in a row, bro. When you win three in a row, you got to separate yourself. You don't just get to talk in professional sport. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with Roy Keane on that one. It is arrogant. But Virgil van Dijk's always had that about him. And, and listen. He, he thinks he's that guy. I mean, he's not that guy. He's very good. He's very good. He's not legendary. He's a Liverpool legend, not a Premier League legend. You can't win one title and call yourself a Premier League legend. Wes Morgan has one Premier League title. Come on now. Come on now. Totally agreed with Roy Keane there. MKT inspires. Otherwise, MKT at the MKT show. At the MKT show. That's the electronic mail. If you're 96 years old. If you want to get in the mailbag. All right, I'll tell you where I was right. Read a mailbag. Then we'll get out of here. We will get out of here. So every week I make calls. I'll make a call. You know what I mean? Big call. Liverpool going to beat this team. Arsenal beat this team. You know, so-and-so is better. I think this season is going to... And because I'm a good man, I'll tell you where I was right. But I'll also tell you where I was wrong. Because I'm a good human. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm the best human to ever live. People are saying that. On the streets. As I'm walking in the street, you know, uh, people are going... Oh... MKT, the, the greatest man ever to live. Ah, oh, MKT. And I say, settle down, women and children. Settle down. That's the women and children. It's like, MKT, oh my God, you're the greatest man ever to live. Like, settle down, women and children. Settle down. And then they settle down. and Life goes on. Life goes on. I'm just a truth broker. All right, ladies and gents, I'm going to tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. Where I was right, Mikkel Arteta. When Arsenal fans were saying, you know, the, the FTV guys, I said, listen, it's pointless. The one thing he's showing is that he's a disciplined person and he's a high level dude, right? Captain wherever he was. So you're dealing with a serious person here. If you want to reset the culture, just let him do it. Let him get rid of the nonsense. It's happening. He's getting it right. Arsenal are top of the league and they're having a laugh. After 17 games, Mikel Arteta getting it right. I said he would three years ago at least get the culture right. Whether he'd win, separate story. Will he get the culture right? It's absolutely happening. I was dead right there. Where I was wrong, Aston Villa, good. They're one point off the top of the league. 17 games played. 
they are proper. Unai Emre has them humming and they may buy again. They've got the money. It's a massive club. It's a massive stadium. It's a massive city. Birmingham is a terrific city. So they've got the economic muscle to financially compete near the middle and the top. This is not a small club. This is not Manchester City in those first couple of years where they had to quote-unquote generate finances in other ways. The, Aston Villa is a ginormous historical institution they're not going to struggle to keep up and they're good they are good you you know what they aren't just playing well they're good and they've got depth and they've got killers they've got x-factor players bailey uh diaby watkins is now showing that he's proper mcginn is real these are real players kamara he got sent off but he's proper douglas louise proper Aston Villa good. One point off the top. I was dead wrong. I did not see this coming. I did not think after 17 games, halfway through the season, Aston Villa would be a point off the top. Where I was right, Marcus Rashford came off the bench against Liverpool. But but what are we doing now? What are we doing? He's not good enough. He's not going to sell him while he's got value. I said this before. I said at the beginning of the season. I said I would have sold him at the end of uh, last year when PSG apparently wanted him for 100 million. Just sell him. He's got value. He's not good enough to be in the top. He doesn't make Brighton's team. Why are Man United holding on to him? He does not represent anything successful in the last five, six years for Man United anyway. You know, the thing is, you can be rubbish without Marcus Rashford. Why are you keeping him? And he's becoming a bit of a headache now. All the stories are coming out about him. He's talking about uh, Man United fan TV, you know, United stand, and he's blaming them. I'm sick and tired of him and Naomi Osaka and Kyrgios. Just quit if you don't want to play. Like, stop sulking and telling us how hard your lives are. They're not hard. I was right, Marcus Rashford should have been sold at the beginning of the season. You can still sell him now. Uh, where I was wrong, the Spurs are top four contenders. I thought Ange Postacoglu would be fun with a cool accent and then they would fade, especially without Madison. Uh-uh. They've won two in a row um, and again, beating Nottingham Forest 2-0. They're brilliant. Kulusevski's brilliant. Son's brilliant. Richarlison is perfect as a foil for those guys. He's strong. He'll fight up front and now he's getting a few goals as well. Kulusevski, what a brilliant performance. Spurs are top four contenders. I was wrong there. Where I was right, why don't England pick Jared Bowen for Marcus Rashford? Why? And he gives you a left foot. He gives you a completely different dimension. He gives you running power. He's got technique. He'll pass. He'll make good decisions. Marcus Rashford Rashford doesn't do any of those. 16 matches, 10 goals this season. Jared Bowen at West Ham. At West Ham. Come on, guys. Bowen for Rashford has to be the Euro selection. Marcus Rashford should be in Ibiza, man. He should be in Ibiza having a laugh with the lads. Nowhere near the squad. I was right. Jared Bowen is just on fire. He's going to get 15 Premier League goals and 10 assists. Marcus Rashford can only dream of that in this day and age. Lastly, where I was wrong, Man City aren't unstoppable this season. Erling Haaland, the bugaboo is injuries. Everybody thought this would be perfect. He'll get 40 a season. Number one, this is England. Doesn't happen. But he's also... You know what the thing about Haaland is? He's an absolute man-mountain. Those types of strikers... You even think of Ibrahimovic. He's built really like a bodybuilder. Those bodies don't last in football. Especially with his style. He's so explosive. Injured again. Broken foot. 
It's been the theme of his life. Last year was the exception. Erling Haaland, although young, has been injured a lot. So it's a problem. Man City are not unstoppable. I look forward to seeing how the rest of the season shakes out. That's where I was right. That is where I was wrong. At MKT Inspires, would love to hear your thoughts. Will Erling Haaland be back? Will Erling Haaland be back? Hope you're enjoying your holidays. If you're already on holiday, wherever you may be, uh, I hope you are with loved ones reconnecting. Hope you're having a good one. You know what I mean? Hope you're starting to eat a little bit too much. Like, oh, shouldn't have had that last piece of lamb shank. But it's a holiday. Get some more mint on there. Get in the mix. It's 2.30 in the morning. You know what you are? You and the you and the Betty, you and your loved one have hired a cottage somewhere peaceful. You're going to be there maybe on a farm and you're going to get on some mountain bikes or whatever people are doing. People are doing all sorts of fantastic things out there. Bro, it's 2.30 in the morning. You're feeling a bit peckish. You wouldn't usually. But mate, you're on a holiday. Get stuck in. Get the microwave on. See if you can close the door so you don't wake the, the, the beautiful girlfriend or wife up. Close the door. Get the microwave on. Scrolling on Instagram a little bit, trying to catch up on football highlights. Get the mint ready. What you got to do is keep the mint cold, by the way. Put the lamb in the microwave. Boo, it's 2.30. Put it on. Give it three minutes. You really want to get it grilled. And chow, maybe get a headlamp so you don't switch the light on. You know what I mean? Light sneaks, sneaks under a door. You can see light. You know what I mean? I'm one of these people where if I see light, I wake up. I don't need to see all of it. It doesn't need to be my face like an interrogation with the FBI. But if I see light like under a door, I'm awake. I'm highly alert. I'm on red alert. So maybe get a headlamp. You don't wake your girlfriend up, wife up, happy wife, happy life. Tuck into, tuck in there. Maybe you listen to the podcast at that time, 2.30, can't sleep. Maybe you're doing something exciting tomorrow. Get a little bit of lamb. Put it on there. Maybe you got some casserole in there. Some tomatoes. I don't know what's in the fridge. But do it. It's 2.30. Grab a child. You're on holiday. You deserve it. Hope you're having a good one. A, a banger. An absolute banger. All right, let's finish off with um, a mailbag, mailbag statement slash question, and then we'll get out of here. It comes from Tabo Badi. So if you want to look for Tabo, handsome man. I think he's from the free state. He's one of our day ones, but it's spelled Thabu. So T-H-A-B-O. P-A-L-I, and you go, oh, why did you say Tabo Badi for L-I? Well, in the Lesotho, in Lesotho, the L is a D. So L is a D. And then you're probably going, how come it's not Desotho? It's a good question. If I'm saying L is a D, and the country is literally called Lesotho where this happens, why is the, why is the country not Desotho? I did ask the people. They didn't have an explanation for me. But I guess, listen, all, all grammar has rules. You know what I mean? I'm not going to start getting into it. I'm not a Lesotho teacher. So Tabopadi on Instagram says, uh, th- this is from a couple of podcasts ago. He says, I cannot argue with the Onanatech. We have terrible defenders who are not good on the ball. That was my first thought when we, start, uh, when we started conceding too many goals at the beginning of the season. Also, our midfield is way too open. Teams just cut through that midfield like a butter. Ten Hag recruited poorly. And also, why start with the goalie? Goalkeeper, I would have sorted out the midfield and defense. Rasmus is a blessing and I'm happy about that. Mason and Onana, I really don't think we needed them this season. 
We should have invested that at 120 million pounds on Todibo and a midfielder. Now, it's, a, it's an interesting one because Onana is under such pressure and people are now starting to feel as though De Gea saved them points and Onana basically got them knocked out of Europe. So it's becoming panic stations. And it's clear they need a number six. Like, just forget the Casemiro thing. He's washed. It's silly. It's silly to, to even debate that. You don't have to like what I'm saying. Casemiro was a bad purchase. You don't pay 60 million for a 31-year-old. Especially in that position in the modern game. You just you know how important Rodri is and Kimmich are to what every football side does. You, you've seen how important Kamavinga is at Real Madrid. Like, you just know how important that is. So I couldn't agree more. And I think the goalkeeper one is Man United fans feel as a De Gea was fine. We could have gone another season with him and really done the work on maybe getting someone with Varane, getting someone to play the number six role and maybe getting another winger who can give us goals because Marcus Rashford ain't it for that 100 million. But you're paying 50 million and 60 million for Messier's Mount and Onana. And guys are saying, we didn't need that. We've got Bruno. Why do you need Mason Mount? They, they're very similar dictating tempo drivers who want to fit into the number 8, 10 hybrid. Mason Mount with a little more athleticism can come from, he, he likes to come in from the left and uh, make things happen. And Bruno prefers to start in the central position and drive through the midfield um, and take a shot or, or what Bruno loves is to make the killer pass, right? They're very similar players, Mason Mount. And Bruno Fernandes. So I hear that. And I would say to you. Man United have been on a bad recruiting cycle for a decade. I'm not sure how they recruit. You know. One of the things that you have to say about Chelsea in the noughties. Late noughties. Man United. Nineties noughties. Um, Man City now. And Liverpool now. is They recruit serious people as their players. Like guys that are just serious with football and the core, by the way, you don't need everyone on board in life. You just need most people. All right. But when you think of the great teams is they don't just recruit talented people. They, rec they recruit people where it feels like football is their life. They're just serious dudes. And more and more so with the pressures and trappings of international football, I think you need to recruit people of high character. Like you want your best players to be your best dudes. And often at these top clubs, they just are. They're just high level, five-star football dudes. I'm not saying they're good human beings because I don't know them off the football field. But but Jaden Sancho style sulking, he's just not a high level person. Like he's not, he's not a trustworthy person. Like Harry Maguire beating up police in Greece. Like that's not a high level person. Like Virgil van Dijk's not doing that. Nemanja Vidic wasn't doing that. Dennis Irwin just wasn't doing that. Ricardo Carvalho wasn't doing that. You know what I mean? Claude Makelele wasn't doing that. These are high-level people. Michael Carrick is just a Michael Carrick's just a high-level guy. Roy Keane was a high-level dude. You know, it just matters. Nothing matters more than football, and it doesn't feel like Man United have considered those characteristics in the last decade they've just recruited like where's the talent and also the marketability like Paul Pogba shouldn't be 
even at Juventus, I mean, he's obviously a drug team now, so he's, he won't be anywhere. But why were Man United paying ninety million pounds for Paul Pogba? Like Paul Pogba is not as good a player as Bernardo Silva. Forget about David Silva. I mean, that's and Man City got Bernardo Silva for thirty million. So what are we doing? What are we actually doing? And signings don't always work out. Again, you don't need to get them all right. You need to get the majority of them right. So there's a Calvin Phillips here and there. There's a, a Claudio Brava here and there. But largely speaking, they're Kyle Walker and Ruben Diaz and, you know, Gael Clichy and Man City have just been incredible. And for Chelsea, is it's Champions Leagues with Chilwell and all these guys. But Man United, it's just been it's been De Maria and Martial and giving Rashford another contract. What are we doing? Why is Harry Maguire your centre back? Why was he your captain? Aaron Wan-Bissaka for fifty million. Come on, guys. Like he seems like a decent dude, but come on. Although I think he left his baby mama. It's just another guy with drama. Anthony, we see the problems now. Jaden Sancho, we see the problems now. A washed. I mean, Schweinsteiger was just washed. What are we doing? What are we doing at Man United over the last decade? Forget now. I don't want to just make it about Onana. But the recruiting has felt like Onana and Mount and Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes. And what are these dudes doing in the coveted Manchester United shirts? Come on. Now, I may sound crazy because I remember Manchester United where Michael Carrick, John O'Shea, Gary Neville, Patrice Evra, Vidic, Ronnie Jonsson, Henning Berg. These are people I remember representing that great jersey. Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, Paul Ince, Gary Pallister, Andy Cole. These are the names, Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Carlitos Tevez. These are the guys who represent Man United. Not not some guys, man. You can't have a 19-year-old Manu as your best player of the season so far. You just you cannot, as Manchester United, have that. And then also have people like Jaden Sancho. So you can handle a Jaden Sancho when your core is Carrick, Brian Robson. Eric Cantona, David Beckham. You can handle that kind of stuff. You can handle a little eccentricity when you've got those core guys on lockdown. Who's the core guys at Man United? Couldn't agree more. Tolibo, necessary. You can't have two cart horse centre-backs in Varane. Evans. You bring back Johnny Evans. I like Johnny Evans, but come on, mate. And listen... The little Argentine, the butcher, is just too small. It's the English Premier League. I know pe- everyone who's so cool says, what about Paolo Montero? Okay, but this is one of the greatest defenders of all time. Fabio Cannavaro, who wasn't a monster, but he's one of the greatest. You, you can't use Diego Maradona as your benchmark if you're saying a dribbler. You can't say, yeah, but Ronaldinho was. That's not most people. Like, most people are not Fabio Cannavaro, who could see, like, the game always felt slow for him. He was a physical freak, a monster at 5'10", by the way. He was my height, could play centre-back, but could jump out of a stadium. 
Okay, that's one example. And it's so cool now to go, yeah, but defenders should be ball playing. Like, no, no, no. Your defender needs to be 6'3". It's like a goalkeeper should be 6'5". Anyway, different point. Like, Martinez shouldn't be a centre-back for Man United. It's, it's, it's cool on FIFA. And in maybe it works at Ajax. Remember when Man United tried to play Blint at centre-back? It doesn't work. Because the English Premier League is just too demanding in that position. And you need the old school factor. You need Virgil van Dijk. And Nemanja Vidic. And John Terry. And De Sassi. I like De Sassi once they teach him how to defend. And Konza. These are, these are the defenders you need. There's an archetype. I'd love to hear from Man United fans. Do you agree with Tabo? Should the money have been spent elsewhere? Where would you spend it if you're a Man United fan? At MKT Inspires. Would love to hear your thoughts. It's December. Hope your time is filled with love and happiness. And if you don't have love, I hope you are. I hope you're socialising. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. A little bit of, a little bit of socialising between the ladies and the gents. You know what I mean. I'm on board, guys. I'm on board. Like, if you had a, you had a hell of a year, you got to, you got to meet some people. You know what I mean. Let's chat. Let's chat. You got the 13th check. Let's chat. Let's chat. We're chatting. We're just socializing. Conversation doesn't hurt. We're out. We're having a couple of drinks. It's, you know, by the coastline. How are you doing? How's it? My name is. What's your name? What are you doing here? What do you do? Where are you from? Who are you here with? Let's chat. Do you want to grab a meal? These are the kind of vibes I'm hoping you're having uh, because you deserve it. You know what? If you've if you've clapped it this year, but you've got to be honest. Don't just say, oh my God, I just I need a break. But have you clapped it this year? If you've clapped it, you deserve it. I hope you meet someone cool. You get to hang out. Whether it's innocent or it goes long term. Thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Hope you have the time of your lives. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.